0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 269, Comic Reviews, the week of May 6th. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans. This is episode 269. This is our comic reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, May 6th. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Every week we take a look at the comics that came out the previous week and do some quick reviews, uh, as also mentioning a little bit of what happened in each comic and whether or not they're worth really picking up. Uh, So, first up this week is Ant Man, and this is issue number five, bringing to a close, I guess, basically the current storyline. I actually really, really enjoyed this. It was very sentimental. Um, it definitely leaves you know there's still stuff kind of hanging out there in terms of uh, Darren Cross but uh, we also get to see a big kind of turning point in Scott's life with regards to his relationship with both his ex-wife and his daughter Uh, it's written by Nick Spencer artwork by Ramon Rosanas Uh, Spencer is just really nailing this character that doesn't sound right, but uh, he's doing a great job in terms of the scripting. Uh, he's really making it compelling. Uh, this is a great character study in Scott Lang. Uh, the art is very enjoyable as well by Rosanas. Um, probably one of the strongest releases I read this week. Uh, I'm going to give Ant-Man uh, probably an um, 8.5. No, I'm going to give it a 9. Let's just let's just give it what it's due. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. It was uh, a really good read. Um the book has not really let up since the beginning. Um, it's, it, every issue is very compelling, very enjoyable. Um, you know, it, it, People don't think of Scott Lang as being that interesting, but they haven't read this then. Um, next up is Convergence: Batgirl, which was alright. Um, the artwork is probably my least favorite aspect of it. I usually like Rick Leonardi. I just found the artwork to be very loose here and could have really benefited from being a lot tighter um you know at times it wasn't even really clear what was happening it's written by elisa whitney Qu- elisa Quitney, sorry and penciled by brick leonardi as i mentioned um the script thing is feels you know it's all right but it's kind of kind of lazy and the whole i mean this just didn't feel as much like stephanie brown as i think the first issue did um they're kind of ending with tim and stephanie kind of reunited is it kind of nice happily ever after um, so if we never see these particular versions of these characters again, it's nice to kind of see them being back together again. Uh, I just wasn't a big fan of the art and the story, you know, I think kind of undervalued Stephanie at times or it wasn't the greatest Stephanie story. It was trying to be. Um, and then the use of um, Cassandra as well. Just, you know, we waited so long to see Cassandra Kane again. And I really didn't think that they really did her justice here. And almost made me wish that we hadn't seen her because it just, it, if it, it lacked something very important. I'm not even really sure what that was. It's just, there's something missing. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. Next up is Convergence Justice League. This was really dark but good by Frank Thierry and Vicente Cifuentes. Artwork was fantastic. Um, Seeing the Flashpoint universe going up against the uh, pre Flashpoint universe, the artwork was just really, really good. Um, and the only thing I, I guess I wasn't a huge fan of was uh, Mera's hair, which I know sounds stupid, but the puffy look to her hair I thought didn't really work. Uh, that being said, the actual storyline of, you know, Aquaman wanted to get his hands on Mera because she was killed in his universe. All um, the, you know, the Justice League women going up against him was really badass. Um, at times a little excessive in terms of the violence, but uh, I felt appropriate I, The way that Mira kind of takes Aquaman out Was very chilling uh, Especially as he kind of is dying And what's going to happen to All the angry sharks who smell his blood in the water um, A very dark ending But a good one And definitely had a really kind of cool punch I like seeing the Justice League women Acting like this That this really showed them as a formidable team together um, The art was brilliant um, I, I mean this was just a great read uh, I'm going to give it an eight out of a half out of ten. Um, Saber, not going to get more from this creative team because I love Frank Tieri. I think he's a really good writer. Um, uh, Vicente Fuentes is a great artist, and so seeing them together was actually really cool. Um, Convergence by Night, uh, sorry, Convergence Nightwing Oracle was all right. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily what maybe people wanted, but well, they wanted a happy ending for Barbara and Dick, and that is what this was. Um, this script I, wasn't the best I've ever seen by Gail Simone, but it was pretty, still pretty, fairly enjoyable. Uh, I liked uh, getting inside Barbara's head, was cool. Uh, I definitely felt like we were reading the classic Barbara Gordon. Uh, artwork by Jan Derzema, um, it's really good art. Um, the colors, too, I mean, I'm a little sore at not seeing. You know, a classic Nightwing costume in terms of like there's the extra body armor, which I like it when it looks more like he's just wearing spandex because of who he is as a character, it makes more sense than this kind of more tactical gear that reminded me of the Injustice video game. Um, but uh, again, really kind of a nice happy ending. The art looks great. And if this is again the last we see of these two particular characters, uh, or at least versions of them, then I'm glad that they got a happy ending that was worthwhile. Um, finally kind of getting together and being together was a nice touch. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, Next up is Convergence Speed Force. Eh, it was all right. I just, I didn't really like it. Uh, It's written by Tony Bedard, art by Tom Grummet, and this just did not even feel like the Tom Grummet I know. Uh, Not that I know him, but the art I expect from him, it felt a little, maybe, I think the colors were a little off, and maybe the inks weren't as solid. Like, it just, it lacked a little bit of the, um, I don't know, there was not as much detail maybe as I would have liked, and it, it just, it felt very kind of light and fluffy, and the script kind of felt that way too, and it was okay, but it just, for, for fans that really want Wally West back, it didn't feel like that great a Wally West story, if we're only going to get this one, uh, for kind of the classic version of Wally West that we all know and love. Um... And I guess I was more surprised just because I expected more because I love Tony Bedard generally. And I'm also a huge fan of Tom Grummet, So this kind of felt like a weird misfire considering that these are both extremely talented creators that I do enjoy, typically enjoy with, with their work. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. It's still good, just not great. Uh, next up is uh, Hulk. And this is Hulk 16. Um, which has two stories. The backup is by... Uh, Aubrey Sidderson and Ronald, or sorry, Rold Marcellus, uh, or Marcellus I should say, and then the main story is by Jerry Dugan and Mark Begley, uh, which I thought was actually really interesting. Um, kind of seeing them kind of dealing with, you know, the Hulk thinks he's dying, what goes on from here. Um, you know, the Hulk's just trying to maybe talk to the Avengers, and he's not. it's not working out so well. Um, the idea that he's worried about you know, becoming this villain is kind of cool as well. Uh, the decision that he makes as well, um, with regards to uh, She Hulk, was interesting as well. Um, so I just I generally thought this was a really good storyline, seeing the kind of more about uh, Bruce Banner and Betty Banner kind of getting her from their moment, um, to kind of conclude part of the story. Um, I'm glad that this we got to see more of her, but then it just kind of ends. And then the secret war is going to happen. So it's kind of like, what? And then we have the backup all about Lyra. And they finally find Lyra. And Lyra's actually pretty happy where she is. And and that felt very much just a a throwaway. The welcome home story. Um, The main story was good. I just felt it got cut off. I don't know why we had such a long backup. when I would have rather had more of the main story by Bagley and Dugan. uh, Just because I think that that was really where the the issue was at its strongest. Um, So it's... We'll have to kinda of, I guess see what happens next. Uh but I guess we won't because it's gonna be Secret Wars, so it's a little too bad I it felt a little abrupt. But that being said, I think that this run on the last like twelve issues or so has been fantastic. Well really the entire run since Marway had started this particular volume. Uh I'm still gonna give it an eight out of ten. Next up is Secret Wars number one. It was alright. <laughs> Um, I don't know if it was the best thing I've ever read, by any means. Uh, it's written by Jonathan Hickman, artwork by Asad Ribic. Um, I think it's confusing if you haven't been following on Avengers New Avengers. And even if you have been, it's still a little disorienting at times. Um, especially because we kind of know that what it feels like what we're getting in this first issue isn't really going to be indicative of the series anyway. Um, that being said, it was kind of nice to see the, um, the two universes kind of fighting each other and the um, kind of Illuminati brain trust trying to save as many people as they can uh, so that they can kind of take off and then having the Marvel Universe be over after, what, what is it, 54 years or... No, 64 years. Or, I don't even know how many years it's been. After a long time, um, they're finally ending the, you know, the universe, and I don't know if I really buy that, but after, you know, 50, 54 years, I guess it's... You know, not a big surprise in Ultimate Universe. I can't believe it's only, it's been around 15 years. Uh, I was there when it started, and then I was there when it kind of unofficially ended with Ultimatum. I guess it kept going, but it never really regained itself. The issue of Secret Wars number one was okay. Um, I'm going to give it a, a solid seven. It um, had some good moments, but it was a little jumbled and you do just kind of jump right into this happening and it's not meant for it's interesting because they want events to kind of be for everyone and be for getting new people involved but at the same point this is very, I would not say impenetrable but very difficult to follow that well if you are a new reader that being said who really is a new reader these days um, but even as someone who read all of Time Runs Out and all of Avengers New Avengers it's still a little disorienting at times but it's still good And last, but definitely not least, is Spider-Woman number seven. Now, I cannot believe how good this book is. uh, Considering how this book started in the middle of Spider-Verse, and I think a lot of people wrote it off because of the first few issues, and then it took a complete reversal of fortune and became a completely different book and a fantastic one at that. Um, Hopeless is doing a great job writing it, and Javier Rodriguez is just nailing the the illustrations. I mean... Um, the storytelling is so concise that like there's a sequence here where we see how um, uh, you know, Jessica Drew got out of a certain scrape. And it's just really cool to kind of see how you know, they're playing with the medium to show how she even got away. Um, the whole story seems to be very different from what one would have initially expected. The, fanat- like the last page was really cool. Um, this book is just such a treat and I would never have expected it. Uh, Nothing against Hopeless, nothing against Hud Rodriguez, but after the first few issues where it was Greg Landon art and it was mired in Spider-Verse I would not have known that this was coming and so really it's almost like it it had um, the first few issues were almost something else completely it could have just been called Spider-Woman Spider-Verse and then they started the real book and the real book is where the treat is um if you got through the first issue few issues that were like i don't know if i'm gonna bother buying this anymore and then you picked up that first issue by rodriguez you would have been like holy crap my I glad i stick I stuck around for this this is really quite the surprise um and i'm definitely going to give it an eight and a half out of ten again it's an extremely strong read a great book uh and just a lot of fun and so this is actually a pretty good, good week from what i actually read um You know, the books that didn't work were, I guess, Batgirl and Speed Force, and everything else got a 7 or higher, so I guess that's what we call a good week. A lot of books I didn't get a chance to read or talk about, um, mainly because I didn't get to read them yet. Uh, Actually, I just realized there's one more uh, book that I completely forgot about that we'll kind of tack on here at the end, which is Amazing Spider-Man number 18, which ends the uh, current run on Amazing Spider-Man. And to be honest, very, very disappointing, uh it just was not that enjoyable um i would have expected more and i just i didn't get it and i was disappointed about it um you know it's it's ramos and and slot we see the conclusion of the current ghost storyline um it felt like too little too late in certain areas the issue was too short because you had this backup that again no one's really been enjoying against the black cat um I'm gonna give it a six. I mean, it's it's kind of a it really is going out with a whimper. And I think since this title started, um, but last year, I haven't really bonded with it or enjoyed it that much. There's been one or two issues where I've been like, okay, maybe I get where they're going. Maybe I'm gonna enjoy this. And then it just falls apart. The best that this book has actually been in the last year has been the Jerry Conway issues that we're getting right now as part of Spiral. That I think has been a fantastic read. Very fun. The only thing letting those issues down has been the art, but the story's been great. The story here, not that good, and Ramos's artwork, it felt a little discombobulated as well. So that's that's everything we're going to talk about, all nine issues that I actually had a chance to read. Some of the highlights of the books I didn't get a chance to read, uh, or highlighted titles of note, include uh, new issues of Convergence, Convergence Superman by Dan Jurgens, who is going to be on our next episode, episode 270, uh, Convergence Question, um, uh, Let's see, Guardians team up number five and Inhuman Annual. Uh, Wolverines has a new issue, a new issue of uh, Punisher by Nathan Edmondson uh, as well. Um, So those are some of the highlights or notable comics from last week. Uh, Looking forward to, well, this episode is probably going to be put up on the 12th. So coming out on the 13th, some of the um, highlighted releases include... uh, i don't even know what this is batman arkham riddler trade paperback a new issues of convergence including a uh, green lantern parallax green arrow uh batman shadow of the bat aquaman Supergirl, matrix Superboy by fabian Nicieza, who was a recent guest on the show um earth two world's end trade paperback volume one is coming out uh we've got fables deluxe edition hardcover volume 10 coming out i can't believe they're already through 10 volumes Um, Another hardcover for Green Lantern, which is called The Life Equation, as well as the uh, Fifth Trade Paperback of Green Lantern. Uh, There's the Robin, the Boy Wonder, A Celebration of 75 Years hardcover. Um, Over at IDW, there's a new issue of Uncle Scrooge, Uncle Scrooge number two. Uh, We've also got the Aphrodite Nine Complete Oversized Collection uh, from Image Comics as a hardcover, which um, I didn't even realize they'd done that much new Aphrodite uh, Nine. I don't know if I just said 9, but it was after 99. Uh, Then also, we got issue 28 of Saga. Uh, Over at Marvel, we're going to have Avengers Time Runs Out, volume 3 hardcover coming out. There's the first shape paperback of Bucky Barnes Winter Soldier called Man on the Wall. I have not really dug that, so uh, that's something I would not be buying. I mean, I haven't enjoyed the singles at all. Uh, there's Captain America and Mighty Avengers number 8 which I, I believe is uh, part of the I guess last days uh, Secret Wars um, kind of tie-in uh, there's a fifth issue of Darth Vader, Hire uh, the Duck number 3 there's Magneto number 18 which is also part of Secret Wars I believe it's the last days uh, Miss Marvel has a new issue, I love this book can't wait to read it uh, Savage Hulk has a secondary paperback there's the second issue of Secret Wars already is that that must be a misprint are we really getting it already it's been like the second week and we're already getting another issue that seems a little crazy uh silk number four star wars legends epic collection the new republic uh spider-man 2099 number 12 for some reason i thought this book had already ended so i'm glad that we're getting one more issue as well as new issues of thor and uncanny avengers i think in thor we finally find out who the new uh, goddess of thunder is uh so that's everything coming up next week in comics and by next week, I mean tomorrow, uh, when this is going up. So thank you for joining me for this episode. You can email us, as always, at comicshenanigans comic shenanigans at gmail.com. Like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also post in our HD Realm thread, or listen to us on Stitcher. Our next episode, episode 270, will be our conversation with Dan Jurgens as he sits down to talk about his career, uh, highlights and lowlights, and all the warts in between. Uh, it's a good episode, uh, it's about 35 minutes or so, It's a, I think it's a solid interview, of course I would say that, but um, I, I definitely had a fun time talking to Dan, getting his insights in certain things, and uh, yeah, it was definitely interesting, because recently with some of these interviews I've been doing as part of our kind of summer series, uh, or experience summer series, I should say, um, which has been nice, is that I've been talking to creators who have had an impact on me in some way, so for Dan Juergens, I mean, my first kind of interaction with Superman was Superman number 80. Um, which was part of the Reign of the Superman crossover where um, Cyborg Superman and Mongol basically destroy Co-City. And he was the writer and illustrator of that with Brett Breeding on inks. So I will always kind of think of Superman as being the Dan Juergen Superman. And I know a lot of people feel the same way. So uh, it was really cool to be able to talk with him about his work. And also, you know, I read his his run on Thor. I read a lot of his Captain America stuff against Protocide. So it was really kind of a... um, kind of a, a, a uh, kind of a childhood dream, not childhood dream, but a comic book fan's dream to kind of be able to talk to a creator behind some of those formative years, uh, the comics that you read in those formative years. Anyways, check out that. That'll be out in a few days, probably on Friday, uh, which I believe is the 15th. Uh, so thanks again for joining us, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.